Ah, that's perfect. Kelly Rippin, thanks for being here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I am excited to get to know more about you. It's fun to also be out and doing things and meeting people. What is that? (laughs) So you are a news anchor here at WLWT Channel 5. Every day from, wait, hold on, Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday. 4.30 a.m. to 7 a.m.? That is correct. Wow. It's not bad. Yeah? Yeah, we get the noon, too. I start to get a little sleepy come noontime. Uh, those hours between 7 and 12 o'clock start to feel very, very long. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a morning person. I'm that person that everyone hates. I know. That's what you like famously say. Yeah. F off. Like, I really? know. Hold on, but morning to you, I've heard, is like 2 a.m. What time do you wake up? 2.30. Okay. I have so, multiple alarms that go so off, but 2.30. What time are you going to bed? Um, it depends. Right now, especially with like daylight saving, it's harder. Like it's seven o'clock and I'm like, let's go for a walk. Let's go get ice cream. Let's go do this. And I want to like hang out a little bit. When winter comes, I can pack it in and be asleep by like 615. Like easy. I'm just like later days. I'm happy. I mean, melatonin is also my my best friend, whether that's good or bad. I don't know. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I hear you on that. But yeah, I I honestly have never been one of those people who dreads mornings, which is super irritating. But um, mm. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't That's even need coffee. because you sleep well. I dread mornings because you, you don't even drink coffee? I do, but I don't, okay. like, need it. Like, mm. I can get through a day fine if I don't have it. Dear Lord. I know. Okay. I know. I, I get on my own nerves, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay, so you are newly married. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you do a COVID wedding? We did a COVID wedding. And how was that? Because you're, okay, you're, um, I'm a mountain gal, and yeah. my heart and soul is in the mountains, Ugh. and you guys got engaged in the mountains. What, we like- got engaged, we, and we lived in Orlando, but we did our our quasi-honeymoon in Jackson, and yes. Wyoming, and had, like, I would run away and move there forever if I could. Yes. It was incredible. We were going to go to Italy. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen. Obviously, our wedding was not anything as we thought it was going to be. But at that point, we didn't care. And I looked at him and I was like, you're going to think I'm insane. But like, let's just go to the mountains for a week. I want to turn my phone off. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I just want to hear water running peacefully. And he was like, done. Let's go. And he planned the whole thing. I didn't plan any of it, which was even better after planning a 16 different versions of a wedding. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. I would go there again. Well, like um, I would move there. Really? See, yeah. I mean, I feel you. Yes. I um, am a nature gal myself and the it's mountains is my fave. So beautiful. And I lived in Colorado for a while, actually. That's next was, on our list, I think. You got to go. You got to go. I'll take your Rex, too. Anywhere. What? I'll take all your recommendations. Okay. Rex. I was like, Rex. what does that mean? You're so <laughs> you're so professional. You know what's funny about working in media is I feel like everyone except for radio and media is highly professional and used to like being on in front of people like looking put together i'm always i always look like i rolled out of bed or came straight from a yoga class and i'm like the least professional it's only at work I, I will say it's only at least for me it's only at work really i my husband will tell you i almost refuse to shower on a sunday like <laughs> i will not put makeup on i don't think i'll wash my hair friday to monday morning like i do not even remotely try when it hits the weekend you know it at our household uh, so it's pretty much just at work that right. I'm good at being put together. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you do it famously. Thank you. I yes, appreciate that. Very famously. It's all a lie. 
Um, oh, stop. And okay, so I'm really okay. So Kelly Rubin, you're from Pittsburgh. Yes. And let me, can you fact check this? Is this for real? You have lived in Boston, Albuquerque, Manchester, New Hampshire, New Orleans, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Omaha, <laughs> Kansas City, Columbus, and Arlington. And Orlando isn't even on this list. I've not lived in any of those places. Well, you know what? When you <laughs> when you Google you, something comes up that says, this dog lover, wine drinker, and sports fan, coffee enthusiast, has been seen in this. Have you been syndicated in those cities, maybe? Probably stations that I've worked for have shared stuff in those cities. Gotcha. So interesting. I don't know. I don't know that I've been to any of those places. Really? But now I want to go. Uh-huh. Um, that's very funny. I have lived a lot of places. Yeah. Um, so I know New Orleans is one. No. Wait, not, New no not New Orleans. Um, Orlando. Orlando. Yes. I just I came here from Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived in. I am from Pittsburgh. That gets a lot of interesting feedback living in Cincinnati. I understand that. Um, West Virginia was my first job. Then I came here, worked here for a little while, uh, left to go to Nashville from Nashville, went to Orlando and then Cincinnati called me back and I was like, let's go. Let's, let's get back there. I know. It's so awesome. You're such a Cincinnati enthusiast. I love Cincinnati. I think it's a great town. I couldn't have been happier. I was, Orlando was great. I've loved everywhere I lived. Maybe not at first, but eventually I've learned to love everywhere I've lived. Um, but the opportunity came open here and I went to my bosses and was like, listen, it's a great town. I think it's a place that I could be very, very happy for a very, very long time. And they were like, we'll see you another time. Have fun in Cincinnati, wow. which I was super grateful for. How does it work in news? Do you have like, do you just break a contract oh, or anything? Are you allowed to talk about that? I mean, yeah. Like I know in radio, I'd have to break a contract and then, you know, I'd feel bad about it. Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of a mess. This actually worked out really well because it was the same company. So I just went and said, okay. hey, like, can I go interview for this job? And they were like, sure, go ahead and see what happens. And I think I interviewed, it's about right now, actually, about two years two ago, years. right now. And then I started on June 1st, 2019. And I was Congratulations. like, let's do it. I know. I'm so happy. We Again, we loved it. Sunshine is nice. Florida is nice. It's so hot. Like... Orlando's not on the water. No. Why do people want to live in central Florida? Maybe, okay, no, no, I mean, hold on. No shade no hate, toward, no hate, no. towards anyone, you know, who's living there. That's where you're from. That's great. I'm just saying, if you have the option, if you're not going to Disney World, go to the beach. We went to Disney World once. And you lived in Orlando? And we lived in Orlando. Did you, did you ever go to Universal Studios? <laughs> we did go to Universal. We love Harry Potter, so we would go yeah, to Universal dude. a lot. Oh, my God. But, I mean, it's just so damn hot all the time. Like, there's, like, three months where you're, like, thrown in every person's face that you know that you live in Florida. Like, December, January, February. You're like, ha-ha, look, I'm by the pool. And then after that, <laughs> they're all looking at you like, cool, your face has been breaking out for the last nine months. You smell bad. And, like, it just... It was so hot, and I'm not a hot. I mean, I like warm weather for sure, but like, I also don't hate the cold, so okay. I don't mind it. Same, because yeah. you're a girl. Yeah, it's, it's, it's within us. It doesn't bother me. Can I ask you this personal question? All right, so when it comes to um, being hot and humidity, I cannot stand having to dress up and wear makeup and wear you. Um, at your job, you dress very professionally, professional dress, professional maybe pantsuit. There, how the f are you doing that when it's n- all the heat and humidity. I, I didn't. So, I, I mean, I did, but I'd walk into work and they'd be like, hey, you have to be on TV in 40 minutes. 
what's this? And I'm like, relax. It'll all come together. Give me a second. I couldn't put make. It just melts off your face. Like yeah. it just melts off your face. Oh, my hair was in. I mean, I never, I rolled into work every day and they were like, could you come in kind of looking ready to go? And I was yeah. like, I mean, I guess so if you really need me to, but I'm also going to melt it off in six seconds. So why wouldn't I do it right before I go on TV? Right? Like it was, it was disgusting. Like I went through new kinds of deodorants like every three weeks trying to find the magic potion that yeah. would work to make me not feel just disgusting. But, um, you know, it, it was a good experience. It was a great place to like learn. Yeah. I, I don't know that we'll ever uh, head back in that direction, though, because, again, I don't like to sweat that much. Well, so have you always been a news anchor? Morning? Reporter, I've done. Morning? I have been mostly mornings. Okay. So it's been about 10 years on mornings, actually. Well, wow. eight years on mornings. Is that when you started professionally? 10 years ago, yeah. My first job in West Virginia, I was like a MMJ, multimedia journalist. So I went out with my camera, all my gear, um, driving around West Virginia with no service, trying to find stories and things and people. And did you it was love great. It? You know what? I did. I moved there. I was 23. I made no money whatsoever. Um, and my parents were like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. And I loved it. Like, it was, I cried when I first got there because I'm like, what am I doing? All my friends live in New York City, DC, Philadelphia, and I'm here in. Clarksburg, West Virginia, just yeah. living the dream. <laughs> and uh, But then I cried when I left. I had a great time. And it was so fun. But, yeah, the people were so sweet. It was a great place to learn how to do this job. Yeah. And, you know, someone's like, hey, yeah, you just go up to the Red Barn and you'll see Billy Joe standing at his mailbox. And then you'll make a left. And then you'll <laughs> see the six horses and turn right. And you're like, what? That can't be a real thing. And it was. Like, you'd see Billy Joe standing by the mailbox. You'd turn yeah. right. There's six horses. Like, it was wild. So it was really fun. Um but I did MMJing there, so yeah, literally everything. You make you make your own news, and you make your own newscast pretty much by yourself. Got to be a go-getter, huh? Yeah, it was fun, though. It was a lot of work. Well, uh, you said your friends were in other metropolitan cities. That's because you went to Penn State. I did. And, and you, um, did you go for multimedia broadcasting? Yep, went for journalism, went for uh, communications, did a little bit of everything there, which was great. And that's why, yeah, so most of my friends are on the East Coast just because of proximity yep. of where we were mm -hmm. which i love all those cities and they're great cities but um they're not clarksburg west virginia <laughs> clarksburg isn't it great when you go to, when your expectations are superseded oh 100 percent. yes right that's the right word yeah. yeah when they're like you're like you guys have no idea it changes you a little bit there's great food here you guys should come check it out <laughs> the college drink specials are incredible because that's all i could afford at the time yeah um no it was it was an awesome experience and i would tell anyone to do it even though you know most students are like i'm above those places you're like yeah well, but are you really okay <laughs> can i ask you about like students now in media and in broadcasting because the yo we are in the middle of some sort of vortex we have been for a long time but now i think that we're at the maybe the precipice of like what happens next you what know? happens next? That, I ask myself that every day. Yeah. I'm like, where is this going? Where? What do I need to be? Because, like, I try to keep up as much as possible, like, social media-wise. And I you think I'm job, pretty way. savvy with it. Then TikTok rolled around, and I'm like, shit. I don't Did understand. Did TikTok not make you feel like a grandma <laughs> immediately overnight? Like, I've been on it since, what, 
2018 when it first came out. Oh, you were ahead of things. Oh, no, but I didn't like, actually, I never made a video, but okay. I've just been on it and on it and on it. There was a girl in our building who's been on it forever. And then it, uh, and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a thing. And then freaking quarantine hit and I took a hard stance Boom. and was like, I can't. And now everyone is like, you have to. I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> and I feel like a grandma. It's it seems like so much work to me. And then Megan Mitchell, I work with Megan, who is a TikTok celebrity. She like is. she is incredible on TikTok. Do you know what's funny is she was she came on the podcast last year, and then like that week, I remember she came inside of yeah. the chair and she was like, "I'm," she's like, "I'm up to three million views." Oh my god! And then it was like six days later, she boom, was a star Mitchell. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, she's always been a star, but yes. she was literally Megan Mitchell, the TikTok star, yes. and it's unbelievable and it is so cool and the reach is awesome and like I think it has a good purpose it's just something that I'm like oh man I have to yeah like a grandma I have to record this and then like do a dance and like add text like what I don't think I can do Dude, all it, of is, it is difficult isn't it I have tried to make them before and like couldn't figure it out I don't know there's a part of me that's like I think I'm maybe I maybe I should get a new job because I I'm just there's never been one day that I've been like I'm excited to make this TikTok. I lurk. I lurk only and I send them to people and that's about all I do on there. But <laughs> someday I'm going to learn. Someday I'm going to pull the trigger and be like all right, I'm going to be good at this. Where is it going? You know, I think that's a really good question cuz like it obviously is heading in the way of social media more. I mean, people's attention spans are like 6 seconds long yes. as just demonstrated by the fact that I completely forgot what you initially asked me. <laughs> but it is. It's people like kind of consuming news rapid fire. And I get that. But I also think, too, there is still a craving for like the like more. All right. So what is it? So I think there will be a little bit of balance for everyone. I mean, I think I think traditional news will be around for a while still and radio and TV and all that. You know, I know it's. Yeah changing and it's getting smaller and budgets are dropping left and right right i don't but, know about you but, but like in radio we're like hanging on by a thread at times so it's like it's a sinking ship like it's still like it's radio scary still exists. like kids it's scary I, we've gone into schools before our co-workers have and um little kids have legit said what is the radio or what does that mean you say radio like what is that and they, they literally have they zero know. they have no, no idea and you're like oh no what happens? What's going to happen? Oh, that's, what I mean, happens? I can't yeah. tell you how many times a day someone, I don't watch the news. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> also, you might benefit from watching like five minutes because like, you just regurgitated <laughs> things to me that are completely incorrect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I also think, and maybe this is because I've lived, I have lived so many places, not as many places as you thought, but um, Cincinnati is interesting in and of itself. I think it's a unique part of the country in that it will hang on here longer than it will most places as mark twain said third what 30 years behind uh 10 10 i've always heard 10 10. (laughs) i wanted to cincinnati because everything happens sorry mark twain (laughs) i forget what your quote is actually mark twain there's a really amazing documentary on him trending right now on um amazon prime i've been watching it the past couple nights it's great i'll have to watch that i need something new to watch at night um yeah i mean but in a good way because like that's what i had a hard time with in orlando I'd do reports, I'd be doing on something, you know, newsworthy, whatever. And if it didn't matter to people because it wasn't their street, they did not care. Whereas you come here, it doesn't matter what side of town you are. You can be in Dayton and people care because they know somebody that's up there or they lived up there or they went to school up there. And that's what I love about this area is like people genuinely care about each other. And so they want to know what's going on. Yeah. So 
I think we might be okay for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's going, I don't know. <laughs> I think podcasts are huge. That's all I listen to, too, anymore. Like, I listen mm-hmm. to the radio and I listen to podcasts. I yeah. don't really play a ton of music on my phone, although I probably should, but um, oh, no. I don't know. Here's I like your, the radio. What podcaster, what podcasts do you like to listen to? Oh, God. I listen to so many random. I do listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Totally stereotypical. Everybody does. I know. I don't know why. Because you'd think Randy makes fun of me because, um, Randy Rico, because she's like, you hate horror movies and like that kind of crime. But like you fall asleep to true crime podcasts. Dude, they're so good. It's like the original. Did you ever watch City Confidential? Yes. Oh, my, oh my God. Gosh. I could watch those all I day. I forgot about that show. Well, they brought it back, didn't they? Um, You can watch the reruns now and you can stream it on something. Yeah, but I yeah, remember that. It's available it, now. I don't know. It's just interesting to hear some of these things. And it's been cool, too, to watch some of these cases that I've listened to on podcasts then all of a sudden get solved. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's a 10-year-old case. And like now they're putting things together. And like, what happened? So I don't know. Um, I do listen to a lot of that stuff. I've listened to a lot of pop culture podcasts because, you know, people like to hate on pop culture, but it's part of our culture. Like, it's part of what's going on in the world. So I don't know. I need to know. I don't need to know. But it's fun for me to know what's going on on TikTok with these YouTubers or the Kardashians, which I've never seen. I've seen an episode. It's been about 15 years. But, you know, it's it's fun for me to keep up at a very minimal level and hear, like, random gossip. Mm. I find it fun. I think so, too. I agree. I kind of like being, I've always been like a music nerd, but now that I work, like before pop culture, I worked in um, um, like NPR documentary stuff. Oh, yeah. So like nothing like this, but it's still fun. To, I feel like I'm an outsider of it all day, every day, but I still like just, you know, over, like surveying it all. Just you know I just need I mean? the basics. I just mm-hmm. need the like the the bare minimum of like who's dating who, what happened in that relationship, <laughs> Why is this song all over that like Olivia Rodrigo song that all of a sudden was everywhere? I'm like, I don't understand what just happened. And I listened to a podcast and they were like, here's the situation. These Wait, kids are on the TV. Why does everybody like uh, driver's license? I don't get it. I didn't. I don't know if I do yet. I like the song. I think it's a good song. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess there was a love triangle, mm-hmm. a love triangle that sparked this song. They were all. But now there's conversation that it was all made up. I don't know. Ah. And that they're all going to do songs together. And I'm like, oh, so we just all got played by a bunch of, I don't know, 16-year-olds, which, yep. you know what, bravo to you. I think it happens. Hats off. Do you know what I've also heard? That all of Billie Eilish was a manipulated um, plan and, like, it didn't happen in her house. And her brother, they're all producers. And, like, you know, how her hair was a wig and yeah. everything. The whole thing has been one big manipulated scam. That is a rumor I've heard. Do not fact check me anybody. I don't know if that's true or not. But that is a rumor that I've heard. I feel like there will be a lot of heartbroken people if that's true. I know. I was kind of heartbroken. I mean, because everyone was like loving what she stood for of like, I don't really give an F. I'm I'm just, this is who I, I am kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know, right? Now I got to go look into that. But there's, there, there's a part of like stuff like that that I love learning about that I'm like, right. yeah, we are just manipulated human beings. Right. We're all doing it to each other. Right. <laughs> so exactly. Like, I'm like, if that is true, I'm like, well, mad props to the people who came up with that idea because it worked and they did a fabulous job of and execution. I bought it hook line and sinker right yeah. and that's why I think pop culture is fun because you're like you know what it gives you it also is like a little bit of a removal from the super serious side of life oh, that we've yes. all been dealing with for the last mm-hmm. year so I think I've really latched onto that stuff more so because I'm like you know what please let me listen to 16 year old romance <laughs> drama for five <laughs> minutes of my day because at least I'm not thinking about a pandemic planning a wedding whatever <laughs> 
finances, uh, any of that stuff. When you were in high school, though, did you always want to be do what you're doing now? No. Not at what, all. What was Kelly Ripon thinking when she was 16 years old? An optometrist. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Okay. Why did you want to be an optometrist? Because I worked at one in high school, and oh, I was nice. like, this seems interesting. Oh, it cool. seems like something that I would like to do. Um, I didn't think it was as much school, but I think it still pretty much is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just thought it was going to be like a really good, respectable little career for me. Not yeah. little. I don't want to downplay optometrists. Need you guys. I'm blind as a bat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I was, I, and I still am. I was pretty quiet in high school. I didn't really like, Yeah, wasn't super outgoing. I had a lot of like friends, but I just wasn't like a very outgoing person like there was a tv program and i refused to do it like i had no i don't what know do you mean? i was scared to a TV like program at school yeah like okay, a tv yeah. yeah like the morning announcements and i was like nope not going to be a part of that at all like i don't want to be on tv um yeah i don't know what i don't know what changed though i mean i always watch the news my mom is addicted to news like the woman watches it is well because at the same time though news is drama so like every day you're like, did you hear what happened? And that's what she does to me every day yes. about the things that she watches on our news. And I'm like, yes, mom. <laughs> I'm the one who told you. I read it to you. <laughs> did you read about? <laughs> I did. You heard that this morning from me. But thank you for telling. I'm glad you were listening. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we watched like OJ Simpson's trial together. Like I remember Casey Anthony happened while I was in West Virginia and, you know, I was like addicted to that coverage. So that kind of goes back to the true crime stuff, too. Like, you know, we mm -hmm. we were addicted to that stuff. But I just remember watching different news stories with her and being like, you know, wow, she is so into this. She has been watching this every single day. Yeah. Like she tapes it on VHS. Like she comes <laughs> home from work and puts it in and we watch it from start to finish. And so I think I just always enjoyed it. So when I was going to school, I was like, well, you know what? Let's try this out. And then yeah. I went into it. Uh, immediately changed my major because I had a professor say, if you can't go up to someone who's just lost a child, then you can't be in this. And I was like, okay. Whoa. And I got up and I went to the advisor's office and I changed to a PR major, but I kept kind of doing the TV stuff and then eventually interned um, at CBS in New York and was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I do. So what do was that like? So you were, how, that was before you graduated then? Yeah, I was 19. Living in New York City. Yeah. Where did you live in New York? We lived in uh, the financial district the first summer, and then I went back a second summer awesome. and lived in. Yeah, wasn't in 2007. Now it would be really cool to live yeah. in the financial district, okay. but there was nothing there at the time, and yeah. everything closed at six o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then we lived in like the West Village. Then it was like that's amazing. What you know? What an awesome experience. I, like, and that that was where college was great for me. Like, I again high school. I was pretty ready to be like done, move on, like mm -hmm. get out of town. Um, and college was great for me. I think I learned that I could like do all these. I had no idea. It's like my friends were like, oh, I'm applying for an internship in the city. And I'm like, oh, like your hometown? And they're like, uh, no, the city. And I'm like, oh. oh, oh, New York City. Gotcha. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. you didn't mean like your your neighborhood town. <laughs> I, I understand now. Um, it was definitely a whole level of like fake it till you make it. And I was like, yeah, me too. Totally. Um, my mom looked at me and was like, Who, what the hell do you think you're doing? Like, what are you going to live off of? And I was like, I don't know. I have some, some money from my optometry job. <laughs> I saved up. Like, we'll figure it out. She's like, all right. And so we lived there. I lived with two best friends. We lived there both summers. And 
yeah, like paraded around this. It was like, you know, and that's when like Sex in the City was cool, which I had never seen an episode of, but I was like, I guess this is what it's like. Like, this is super fun. That's so cool. It was awesome. I loved it. And uh, like, I interned and Katie Couric was anchoring the evening news at the time and she'd roll in and sit next to me and I'm like, what is happening wow. right now? Like, this is just a wild experience. And then I went, Back to school that fall and was like, I'm just kidding. I want to go back into TV. So yeah. My advisor knew. He was he was solid. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's wonderful. Good for you. Yeah, it was Especially fun. like what an empowering time in life and what like going. I feel like experiences like that, not everybody goes through them or gets yeah. get, or experiences them or yeah. puts themselves out there enough. And when you do and it works well, you're like done. It clicked. Yeah. At the, I mean, again, I never thought I could do those things I didn't know those were like things within the realm of my possibility yeah. and so I like applied for these things and was like oh I guess they're gonna consider this this is fun and then you meet just crazy people like from all over the country who came from you know different colleges and different cities and states and sometimes countries to like do these internships and it's like yeah okay there's a big world out there and I can actually like go check these things out if I try I just didn't know I could even do that stuff so. that's so cool so like what was Two-parter here. What was Katie Couric like? Um, sorry, I thought we were getting both questions. I didn't want that to be an awkward delay. Um, she was very cool, actually. Like, super fun, very involved. Uh, she made me cry once, but it wasn't really her fault. Um, <laughs> you didn't use her bathroom, um, which was just a just a rule. Like, you knew not to go to her bathroom. Um, but, no, she was very cool. She'd come in. Sometimes she'd be, like, singing and dancing and, like, having a good time. Um, there was like obviously other politics going on that we didn't really know about, like inner office news politics of uh -huh. like, are her ratings good? Are she getting along with the executive producer and all well, that so fun stuff? I ask because was it anything like the morning show? I've not seen the morning show. Oh my god! I know Ashley Kirkland, who I work with, just texted me like three days ago and was like, "You need to watch the morning show. I just started it." So, oh my god, it is so good. I I need to. I, I without seeing it, I'm going to say it probably isn't unlike that. It's like okay. a pretty intense environment most of the time. Like she walked in and that's when some of the more lightheartedness would stop. Now, if she came in dancing, everyone would go with it. They're like, yeah, yeah let's roll. Um, I was always just super impressed by like how very much involved she was. Like she was going through those scripts. She was changing things. She was writing things. It wasn't like she showed up diva status and like sat down and just... Mm -hmm you know, anchored the news and went on um, again. And her making me cry was not her fault at all. She, she, she called and I happened to answer the phone and I didn't have the answer. And I panicked. I completely panicked. <laughs> and I called my mom. I'm like, Katie, Kerr, just so mad at me. I'm what is gonna happen? My mom was like, listen to what you're crying about. Like you're standing on a 57th street crying because you upset Katie Couric, which she probably doesn't even remember. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm sure she doesn't. Right. She, I mean, there's no chance it mattered That's to her day at so all. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. But no, I had a great experience with her. I thought she was very professional and like, Kind of like what you would expect her to mm -hmm. be like after watching the Today Show. So like watching, um, you know, we were like a, a Today. I feel like you were either Today or Good Morning yeah. America in your household growing up. Yeah. We were Todayers. Yeah. Or my mother was. Oh, yeah. And um, and, and then after watching the morning show, it kind of made me feel like I'm going to be honest about this. Like maybe I'm a boys club feminist me tooer because there's this whole culture that they go to in there of like 
your uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston's is the main chick, yeah. right? And they're like, she's just a boys club or she's the same thing, but she's like abusive, but she's just Ooh. a woman. And I look at it all and I'm like, of course, when anybody's rights are being violated, that is wrong. Right. But also there's like a culture there that I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. People are all humans and they're around each other 87 hours a day. They're going to bang at some point. I don't know, and like stuff is gonna, you know what I mean? When you're, when you, I feel like when you're over involved in anyone's life, right? Lines are crossed. There are no boundaries anymore. That's just that's just human nature. I would say, and TV is, and probably not unlike radio. TV is, yeah, you're with these people for nine hours a day, like, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're sitting next to these people for however many hours a yeah. day. Yeah, she was in an interesting spot too because she was the first female evening anchor. So that's why when I was talking about like inner office politics, mm-hmm. like that was absolutely like there was a little dynamic of that. Like the EP was a guy. She was the first female. People were constantly calling like her ratings are tanking. Is she getting fired? Like her picture came off the building to clean the windows the one time. And our phones lit up for the entire day because everyone's like, she's out. She's out. She's out. We're like, no, they're cleaning the windows. Like, wow. well, like so, such silly things like that. And again, yeah. I've not seen the show. But yeah, I mean. There is like a fam, like kind of a family dynamic almost at some yeah. point between these morning shows or probably evenings as well. But like, I feel like morning shows, especially because you roll in, everyone's tired, everyone looks like hell. Mm-hmm. You're trying to all kind of gauge, like, all right, what mood are you in today? What mood are you in today? Right. Like, well, those are important things. Yeah. When, when like your personality and your like your being is your job. Yeah. Like it's different when you're not just rolling in and like doing your job no. on a thing and like hiding behind a computer, which would yes. be awesome. I'd be down for that. Same. Sometimes I'm like, I think I should have gone to accounting school. You know what? Crunching like, numbers, oh not my, talking to anyone all day. Right? I'm like, I would just take so many. Yeah. Oh, and when mm. and when it's bad, it can be really bad. I mean, you know, I've worked with people that have been incredibly difficult. And you're like, yeah, we're all just trying to get through the day. Like, we're all just trying to be here and do our job. Why are you going out of your way to make this difficult? And thank, I've been super lucky. Yeah, yeah Especially yeah. I've been lucky, I would say, with the female relationships in my job. Like, That's huge. Because it can be huge nightmarish like and in this business it can be cutthroat like women can be like i'm out for your job i'm coming for what you do and i'm gonna stop at nothing until i get it and you're like okay great 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 and i've been very very lucky so far to have like mostly supportive people who've been like listen there's room for everyone at the table we'll all figure it out we're all good at something and we'll all fit in and i'm like cool that's great thank you that's awesome I, i think there's nothing more important than women supporting women and also the knowledge of for real, the better we all do, like the better you do, the better I do. The better you do, the better 100%. I do. Like that is just the science. Like that's to me, that's the bottom line. Always the answer. And like on air and off air. Like, yeah, I, I've worked with some people who have had egos and you're like, hi, you do know that just because you don't what? know like <laughs> Paul's name, who does the behind the scenes <laughs> things without him, this show's not being on television. Uh, so like, yeah, take your attitude. Get rid of it because, like, he's just doing the best he can right now. We all make mistakes, all of us included. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, like any job, you're like, oh man, we got to balance a lot of personalities. We just have to do it on television. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, I'm not on television, but I think it's, it's, it's very similar. Same thing. Very similar. And I tell you, like, now I love when I, like, I feel like I'd, I've learned how to read people so well in life. Now when I spot a big ego from a mile away, because there are so many inflated egos just in our, yeah. in media in general. Yeah. And you're like, you literally, uh, I can't, 
I can't even I can't take it seriously. No, and you can figure it out just by watching for like oh, yeah. a couple seconds. <laughs> well, so tell me about so your what's your husband's name? His name is Brett. Where did you meet Brett? Drunk at a bar in Nashville. Oh, I love your honesty, yeah. girl. Were you wearing Daisy Dukes? I wasn't. Uh, no. Were, hold on. Were you on a um, trolley car? What's oh, it the the pedal tavern. Pedal ta- yeah. No, actually, I had just come from a beer festival though, gotcha. and had had a great time at that. Um, yeah, just happened to we we have mutual friends, which is I didn't know that at the time, but mm. yeah, we uh, we met at a bar and we went on a date, and it was like, all right, well, this one. It's nice. So you went from Nashville, Orlando, Cincinnati. Yes. Gotcha. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. So Cincinnati is perfect because my family is out in Pennsylvania. His is in Tennessee. We're like right, right in, the, in middle, the middle. So it's perfect for us. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah, this is the furthest north he's ever lived, which for me is just super Crazy. entertaining. It's funny. Because yeah. he's like very fascinated by northern culture. <laughs> and I'm like, there's... We're not even this, northern. Co- I, mean. I, I mean, I know that, and you know yeah. that. But he's like just baffled sometimes by the way things work up here, and it's very funny for me to watch. But that's um, awesome. Yeah. So, at all the places that you've moved, I know that you um like you go into it having a job, you know. Yeah. But it's got to be hard to assimilate to each city. It is. I give it six months is like kind of what I learned. Six months in, I'm usually like in a better place. Like the mm-hmm. first six months can go all kinds of different directions. And then usually at about six months, I start to feel more settled and like not like I have to like Google myself to work every day yeah. and feel like I kind of belong. Um, it is. It's like you learn these different quirks of different places. Like, you know, West Virginia was great because everyone's just like super friendly, like happy to have you. Like there's a lot of Italians in West Virginia, which I did really? not know. Yeah. Um, and I am half Italian. So like these people would just be like, you look like an Italian. Here's pizza. Here's pasta. Here's meatballs. And you're like, wait, I just came here to do a story, sir. Like he's like, oh, I own a restaurant. I'm also the county commissioner. And I'm also like the mayor. The and you're like, yeah. wait, what? Like I run the pharmacy and I do this. And I'm like, okay, great. Sounds good. Um, so that, that was an easier transition. And I was only about like an hour and a half from home. So I would shoot home a lot to see yeah. my family. But um, here was hard because at first, like, it is such like a hometown centric group of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was super lucky and met incredible people when I moved here. Like my friends from um, Channel 19 were incredible and like immediately were like, hey, you're part of the family. Let's do this. And they'd hang out with me. And I met other friends from living in Mount Adams and just walking. I got a dog. I didn't know anybody. So I got a dog. News people are always in Mount Adams. Always. You guys all live in Mount Adams. And I didn't know that. I had mm-hmm. no idea. I was just like, this seems cute. I'm going to live here. And moved in Perfect. and then found out that like half half of news in Cincinnati lives up on the hill there which yeah. was fun um yeah and it just I was it took a little while here and then once I started to kind of get to know the city it's I say this all the time but Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are the same damn town I was gonna ask so what's the difference okay so the same. really okay maybe that's why you feel so at home here they're exactly like someone I posted a picture of Cincinnati when I first moved here however many years ago and someone was like, what did you do? Find the city that looked exactly like Pittsburgh and move there? And I was like, I mean, it didn't, yeah. didn't hurt. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so they are. They're super similar in that, like, a lot of people do stay close to home. And a lot of people or leave and come back because they love it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I loved Cincinnati. This was an easy place for me to feel more at home just because it was a, you know, bigger city. There was all the things that I was used to seeing at home and all that stuff. Nashville was a different world because, I mean... It's a whole different culture. It's the South. Like, it's a booming metropolis now. But, like, yeah. you go out, I mean, in news, you're going on news stories and you're out 
two two hours outside of Nashville, and you're like, oh wow, like I'm in the South, like I'm really in the yeah. South, and it was it was I had to slow down, and I was not good at it. I'm like, why are these people moving so slow? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I appreciate embracing things, but like. There's zero sense of urgency in certain circumstances. God, I cannot stand that. It, it at first, like breaking news would happen, and I'd be like, I'd be like halfway out the door, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're gonna call some people and like check on some things," and I'm like, "Well, let me get halfway there, and then you can call me and tell me to like stand down." But like, why wouldn't you want me to be almost there here in Cincinnati? They would have had me like out the door already, like yes. on the way. So that was hard. And then Orlando is just. There's no rules. It's a lawless land. Like <laughs> red lights mean nothing. Speed limits don't exist. Like honking is good, bad, and indifferent. Like you just don't know what's going on out there. Okay. It's wild. Did you like that? I feel like I would thrive in a place like that. Like I thrive in places where there um, are little laws and little rules and just like I can while out all day. And yeah. that's when I am like seen. I was you know? good except for the red light cameras because <laughs> you can't turn. And I would, I did it a couple times and then I got the ticket and was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. they're watching me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I didn't mind. It didn't stress me out. I don't like the road driving and that did not bother me. My Southern husband had a lot of issues. He's yes, like, yes. the light isn't even green and they're honking at me. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know, but you need to like, you got to go. You yeah. got to get moving. You got to drive a stick shift Jeep. And he's like, I physically cannot move any faster, Kelly. Like my Jeep doesn't Driving do that. Stick shift Jeep. I'm sure you like fit in in. You would think so. Right. On the beaches. Yes. Mm. So when we'd go to like a shore, mm-hmm. his Jeep fit in fine. But downtown it was like, yeah, no, awesome. you got to keep up. And he didn't. <laughs> well, so you have Penny now. Yes. A little dog Penny. Just my whole world. That's probably sad to say, but oh, stop! No, it's not. My plants are my whole world. You're good Literally at plants. my plants. We have to talk about that. I kill everything. Mm. The fact that this dog is still alive is actually like <laughs> a miracle. <laughs> I cannot keep a plant alive to save my life. You know what? I want a dog so bad, and I could not keep a plant alive until quarantine. Oh, and even since in my in my tenure of plants, so many plants, I've probably killed like forty. But I um now I finally get it. Finally, clicked. wow. Okay, well, you'll have to pass that on to me because mm-hmm. I tried to buy plants at the beginning of quarantine and they are all gone. All of them. Plants are just like your dog. You got to listen to them and it's different every day. There is no recipe for plants. I know it comes with a tag that says, feed me once a week. No, no, no. Every plant is different. Right. So that's, I did what the tag said and it died a slow and painful death <laughs> and it's still sitting. And it was an expensive plant and it's still, still expensive. he's like, when are we going to throw that thing away? I was like, no. It's it might come back. Over. It might come back. <laughs> it's not over. I don't but know. But they are honestly like a lot of work. Like I spend like an hour a day on my plans. And I don't, I wouldn't mind that. I think I'd find it very soothing. I love it in the morning when I drink coffee. Like calming, yeah. relaxing. It's just, yeah, it's not gone well for me. Well, so tell us about Penny. Penny, Penny is going well. Penny's always been going well. She's the easiest dog. Um, I actually got her when I was living in Mount Adams. I lived here. Someone tried to break into my apartment. And uh, the Cincinnati PD were awesome. So shout out to them. They came very quickly. District 1. I live next to them. They are amazing. They were super nice. There was this badass lady detective who came. And she was like, listen, you're my son's age. I'm going to tell you the same thing I've told him. You need a gun or a dog. I don't care which one you want to get, but like get one or both. And I was like, 
okay, well, I I've literally wanted a dog forever, so this seems yeah. like a really good excuse. <laughs> Did I have any idea the responsibility that came with the dog? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I'd had a dog my whole life. I also had parents and siblings that helped take care of it. Um, but yeah, I got her and we just started going to the bars all the time. So she's like <laughs> the most chill dog ever. She'll sit on a bar stool for like six hours as long as you feed her like popcorn and ice cubes. Nice. And so she's gone all over the place with me. She'll like fly to different places. She gets trips oh. place. My mom will like pay for her to like fly home, which is so stupid. Now, we don't have to fly home now, but when we lived in mm-hmm. Orlando, she'd be like, okay, I'm sending a check to the dog. And she'd literally like send a dog. Like, it would be, like, addressed to Penny. And I'm like, this is, we've crossed some kind of line. I don't know what line, but yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, she's just, she's the best. And I I truly, I mean, I I know a lot of people say this, and I think a lot of people mean it. Like, I don't know what I would do without her. Because, Mm -hmm. like, this can be a very isolating job and a really, like, it can be such a downer. Like, there are moments, you know, especially when reporting, like, you're at these scenes, you're talking to these people that have gone through these horrible, horrible things, and you want to help, but you don't know how to help, and you just try to be, like, a human being to them. Um, but at the end of the day, you get home, and you're like, oof, that was heavy. That yeah. was a lot. And so the dog has been, like, my saving grace, especially I was single for five years with her. It was just the two of or Is that right? I don't even know. How long have we been together? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, but Penny and I have been together for nine years. I can tell you that. Um, but, yeah, she just – she always seems to know, like, the days like all right you need to lay down and I'm gonna lay with you or like no you need to take a walk woman and you're gonna go outside right now you're not gonna sit here and sulk well speaking of walking you're a big runner are you still a big runner I tried to be mm-hmm. it's not been going well lately because <laughs> I'm getting old um I do I love running I love I like out, I like being outside I like exercising mm-hmm. so like even if it's not running I just like to be outside as much as I can word you're running um it's like I feel like I go through phases of running yeah you know, and- I used to be very committed to it. Now I'm in phases. Mm-hmm. Also, though, I started doing that same thing because um, I feel like my body was aging and I was like, this just hurts now and I'm swollen and I don't feel rejuvenated like I used to. Yes. That's when I started doing yoga and Pilates to change my world. So I'm going to start a Pilates class Tuesday. So I will Ooh, let you know. Where are you going? My gym over in Covington is starting one on Tuesday. It's like a TRX Pilates like hybrid class. What is TRX? Like those ba- uh not bands, but like straps that you like can put your feet in, your hands in. I don't know. I, cool. don't, I don't have a good way to describe it. They're I know like you're hanging from the though. ceiling. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just never knew those are called. Yeah, now I do. TRX bands, um, straps bands. I don't know. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. you take um Andy's class. Yes, I do. Andy's great. Andy is a tiny little devil, but I love her <laughs> so much. <laughs> I every like. Wednesday morning I want to kill Andy because she has made my body hurt so bad on Monday nights but I don't feel it until Wednesday morning and then I'm like uh, damn her so do you go hell. to classes because I'm a fitness junkie myself do you go to classes after you get off after 7 a.m. so like you wake up at 2 30 yes and then you get into the studio and you you're do work from fourth on air from 4 30 to 7 yep and then we have like a weird downtime until the noon show um, I mean, we are, we have like meetings and all that stuff, mm-hmm. kind of check in with the day people. Sometimes we'll turn stories and then we have the noon show and then we're off at about 1245. Gotcha. I usually do go home and nap. So I can't pretend like I run on no sleep. Like I do go home and nap. Yeah. Um, not always, but it's like my happy time. Uh-huh. The dog and I nap <laughs> all the time. Um, but yeah, so I nap after work and then I go to the gym 
like six o'clock when I do classes. If I'm not doing a class, I'll try to like run or do the bike or something at like four. Yeah. I need to be able to come down. Yes. But the gym nights is when I have to take a melatonin because otherwise my body will be like until like 2 a.m. And then I'll just go straight to work. Oh, my God. I feel you. I am the same way. I will keep working like after work. And then like sometimes I'll wake up at like like 530, go to a class at 630 and then just like work all day. And then it's like 10 p.m. And I'm like, I somehow I'm seeing circles, but I'm like wide awake. I don't understand how or why. Why do I can't? Yeah. Insomnia on this shift too, like just ruins you. Like oh, there's nothing you can do. You're like, well, I now actually my husband for Valentine's Day got me one of those clocks that has the time that like shoots on the ceiling, which sounds so stupid, but like was quite possibly the, my favorite gift he's ever purchased yes. for me. Um, Cause I really wanted one and I forgot about it. And he's like, yeah, like this is the dumbest thing I've ever got you. It was like $14 on Amazon and you are thrilled. And I was like, listen, I'm not hard. He's like, I ordered you a necklace. I'm like, return it, return the necklace. This is all I want is this clock. But it's, it's great. Cause now instead of like looking at my phone and then seeing a notification, I just like yeah. look up and I'm like, Oh, okay. I've got two more hours or I've got three more hours. And I go back to try to go back to sleep. But yeah, this, the, the insomnia and sleeping and working out. I mean, but the working out is I, it, I've always been that way. Like if I don't, I'm in I'm in a terrible mood, mm, and I'm a nasty person to be around. I am the same as my mother says. You are out of control, <laughs> out of control. Your mom's adorable, by the way. But uh, she is. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, that's one way to put it. <laughs> no, but she was say out completely out of control. But yeah, the, she probably did, when I was in high school, my mom would go for a run and come back, and then I'll talk to you. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't need. And she'd be like, Kelly, go for a run, come back. And then we will talk until you're done. I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, all right, fine. Oh, my God. There's certain days that, like, I have lost it at the gym or the yoga studio, like, to the person who works the front desk. And I still go back to these places. And I can only imagine what they say like, when I'm emotions. not there. Yes. Or, like, I'll get in a bad mood. And I'll, like, and they'll charge my card for something. And I will just write an email that is 100% emotion. And then they'll respond and they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It was like before my coffee. I just had a bad day. I'm really, really sorry. I just was thinking about that. Actually, like two days ago, I was driving and I was like, it's so funny how these people in our lives become like these sounding boards for all of our emotions. And they started as very like, I don't know, not intentional friends, but then they become intentional. Like like Andy, like Nicole, the two people that I work (laughs) out with, I'm like... I'm sorry, you're also my therapist. I, I didn't mean to do that to you, but I just told you some of my deepest, darkest secrets yes. and I didn't mean to tell yes. you those. But yeah, like my eyebrow lady. I'm like, Jenny, why am I telling you these things? And she's like, oh, it's fine. You're just sitting here. I was like, I know, but like, I haven't talked to my best friends about this stuff, but I just told you my whole heart and soul. Yes. You know what? That's how poor Freddie Mac, that's how Freddie is to me, my co-host. Yeah. Um, he knows I mean, everything. One day I was like, listen, this is where I am in life right now, okay? And I'm single, so I haven't talked to a human um, <laughs> since I saw you yesterday. You're going to have to just sit tight for 17 minutes. Welcome. Okay? Sit down, grab your coffee. Oh, my God. He's wonderful, and he'll just be like, you know what? You go, girl, queen, step off, or get it, or pop off, or whatever. He's so supportive. He's <laughs> the best ever. You need those people, though. Yes. And you again, it's like they didn't start as those people in your life, but then you're like, I couldn't do this without you. <laughs> Like I, my eyebrows need you, and I also need you it in takes my a life. Village. Yeah, and you know what? You know this is why I think maybe why you like Cincinnati so much, and why you like Pittsburgh so much, and why you like West, West Virginia because community means everything. In everything. Life. Community means everything, 
And I feel like a lot of people will sacrifice community for any and everything else, especially money and career and whatnot. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, if you can blend the two, then oh my goodness. And it's, and also like, I thankfully like getting older, I've like, not, I've not changed my goals in any way. But yeah, when I graduated college, I was like, New York or bus, like, can't wait to be on the, the host of the Today Show. And now I'm like, I'm super happy. Like, yeah. I am good. Like, I am very happy in this place with these people. And it's a good life. And yeah. I can afford what I can afford. And I'm not stressing out about this. And it's like, yeah, there's like a weird maturity that I guess... I don't want to feel like I'm getting older. I like to pretend like I'm still like 17 years old. You and totally like, are. But it's you totally are. But like then I'm. But my 17 year old self is learning more mm-hmm. or being more mature. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. No, totally. I'm the same. I mean, I'm the same way. When I was younger, I really wanted to. Um, I was on my way to New York, and then somehow, long story, I ended up in a small town in Colorado, and I was and I was like, see you later, any big city ever right. for the rest of my life, man. This is what life's about. And it's so funny. I mean, you can visit those places and enjoy those places. And they're great places. Like, And that is the life for some people. That's kind of like, like we live in Covington, and it's the most city-like atmosphere I think my husband will ever choose to live in. I mean, he's like overwhelmed by the idea of just people around all the time. He loves it now, but at first was like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. we're not going to have parking. And I was like, nah, dude, you park on the street. It's not that complicated. <laughs> but like, that's our blend. I was like, listen, I get my, like, I can walk to a coffee shop life and you get your, you know, still technically you live in the South life. So, ah. you know, it's, it's the best of both worlds for us. Maybe I need to move to Covington. The thought of being able to walk to a coffee shop every morning. I haven't been able to, I mean, I live downtown, but still I can't yeah. walk to a coffee shop. I, I mean, that's our favorite part of it. Like coffee mm-hmm. shop, bars, pizza, tacos. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I can walk to things is kind of key for yeah, me. I mean, huge. maybe that'll change someday, but that's what I always loved about living in a city. Mm. So for now I'm going to hold on to that yes. at some point he's going to get frustrated he doesn't have a garage but it's going to be fine he'll be alright <laughs> well can you tell me quickly um, whatever um, uh, so you are like a wine drinker and you I are do. wine um, what kind of wine do you like to drink I'm a red wine gal for the mm-hmm. most part which is funny I didn't start as a red wine gal I started as a white wine I think a lot of people do but also I drink red wine because it makes me sleepy. And so that works yeah. out. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was going to ask. Okay, so like one time we messaged and you were like, I um, like I took a melatonin and I already drink red wine. So I will talk tomorrow. But it was like in jest. You know, it was yeah. like fun. And yeah. I was like, wow, girl, it's a great combo. It's a great combo. <laughs> I, like, I did do that. It's a, it, it's, you're going to be asleep in 30 minutes. Yes. You usually stay asleep, which is mm-hmm. even better. Um, and you feel great when you wake up. It's just as long as you go with a nice, like small glass of wine, you're fine. Um, yeah, that's what, um, and I don't know wine. Like I won't even pretend like I'm like fancy. Like yeah. we, I drink like a Pinot Noir on like a nice day and I'm like, let's do this. Like, let's just <laughs> sit and have, I like to try them all though too. And yeah. I always did. Um, I mean, I certainly love trying all like the craft beers and stuff, but then, we also got back to Cincinnati and realized how much of a hangover craft beer gives you. And oh, yeah. so um, that that dissuaded me quickly. Uh, the husband's still learning. He's yeah. he's like he thinks that they're like bush lights. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, dude, uh, you you turned into a monster and you don't remember any of it. And I need you to stop drinking as much. You can't drink them like you drink a bush light. You can yeah. pick one or the other, but you can't do it the same way. Um, so, yeah, I just it's like sitting outside again. It goes back to being like outside, just chilling out, like having a glass of wine is like my ultimate relaxation. Yeah. 
Same. I say I like putting my feet up. I became obsessed with buttery Chardonnays. What Ooh. a white girl, white white woman I've turned into in the summer though. In the I'm summer, down. Like I never. I was always a red wine drinker until quarantine, and I started drinking all the wines. I got bought a different bottle every day. Every it was other fun. Day. That's what we were doing. It honestly, was so much fun. <laughs> like mom and I, um, we just partied our asses off for like a solid three months. Sure. I it what quarantine finally we got to a point where I was like, okay, yep. we gotta like pump the brakes or at least find like a day to pick that. <laughs> Because, like, we're killing these every other night, and it's not going well for either one of our waistlines or our, like, emotional yes. state. Yeah. So let's pick a day and go for it. But, yeah, we go, like, the one little uh, wine shop. Why am I blanking? Crafts and Vines. It's right in the corner. And uh, we go and be like, okay, so, like, what's what's cool this week? And yeah. they're like, well, we have this person in with this distributor. We're like, great, sounds good. Give us that one. And, like... People tell us stuff, and we're like, oh, and they're like, it's got a nice this finish and a night, and we're like, yeah, totally. We're just gonna go home and drink it. We don't yeah. care. Like, <laughs> you're gonna, way. you sold it. It's fine. <laughs> it's seventeen dollars. I great. Sounds wonderful. We also have like the Boda box at home, like yeah. sitting on the countertop. So <laughs> it's certainly not a refined taste, but it's a relaxation point that yes. I like. Yes, I feel you on that. We got to get together and drink some wine first. Oh wait, hold on. I also want to ask you yeah. about barbecue. So Eli's barbecue. Um, Eli is a good friend of mine. He and his family are some of my best friends. Oh, and um, so it's still. Are you still into barbecue? Uh, yeah. Okay. I know you said you do you like. Do you like who? What, I don't. I want to ask what your number one is. If you feel any loyalty towards I, anything, I, Eli's is probably. I, I'm not gonna lie. That really? would be like whenever I lived here the first time and I had to take people to places. That's where I would go. Ah, the one on the east side, right along, sit at the picnic tables. Yeah, I think that sandwich is probably like the pulled pork sandwich is like one of my favorite things. I've not been there in too long now, though. Now I got to figure that out. Then I got back to Cincinnati and they had it in the Kroger, and I was like, I know, right? What? The campfire food. Yeah, <laughs> I was so excited. I bought like three bottles of the sauce, and I was living in a hotel for six weeks. And my husband came to see me because he was still living in Florida, and was like. You just have barbecue sauce in here. Like, what is this? I was like, oh, no, no, no. I get, like, the chicken, I get the pork, and then I sit here and eat it with carrots. And he's like, that's it? I'm like, yep, that's yeah, it. That sounds great. <laughs> just barbecue like sauce life. and carrots. And he's like, all right, Kelly, like, glad to see you're thriving without me. I was like, don't worry about it. Um, I would say Eli's. I do. I really like their bar. We also like Pontiac a lot. Mm, yeah. Um, they have the, what is it, like the walking taco. I call it a Frito pie. He calls it a walking taco. Yeah. I'm not, um, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm not like a big barbecue person myself. Yeah. You, you know, love Eli and his fam. Yeah. You know? um, but that's why I like to hear people who like are into it. I like, it's like, good. It Especially having good. lived in, in Tennessee. There's a lot of barbecue down there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would say that's probably, I now I'm going to go get Eli's at some point this weekend. I think sounds that delicious. sounds really good. It does, doesn't it? God. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about barbecue. Mm, wow, girl. Go get you some barbecue. I need to. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Again, it's just nice to like not go home and do the exact same routine that I've been doing for 16 months now. So I'm nice. very happy. Well, hold on. So when your two years on Channel 5 is going to be June, June 1st. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. That is crazy. I can't believe that. Now that I'm like going back, I'm like, wow. 